Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon or good morning, depending on where you are in the world. Welcome to Yoga Berry and welcome to Backchat, which is my weekly live stream. So for those of you who are new, um, this is happening pretty much every week. And sometimes it's I cover a different topic about yoga, about scoliosis. Um, and then sometimes I have an interview guest as well. So today I'm very happy to um, have a lovely interview guest. And um, yes, so some of you who are following me on Instagram, maybe you saw um, a post that I that I did um, yesterday where I talked about, I was kind of teasing the, the, the interview that is coming up today. And it's going to be all about stretching. And I think that's really um, a really, really important topic. And it's it's something that I get asked about all the time. Um, which side should we stretch more? Um, how, what's the best way of stretching and all of that. So I was really happy when I came across um, Chris and uh, I saw her wonderful um, online course on Yoga You Online for those of you who are teachers. It's a great resource for, for yoga teachers. And so I was really, really excited to um, talk to her. And I was very lucky because she did say yes. <laughs> she did say she would talk to me. So um, Chris is, and she's going she's gonna to introduce herself a little bit more, but she is a physical yeah. therapist and she is a yoga therapist as well. So she's kind of bringing those two worlds together so let me bring her on there she Hello. is hi chris thank you so much for being here today you're welcome for making time in your schedule and those of you who are watching live um feel free to we we will chat and i will ask uh chris lots of questions and all, all of that but feel free to um, let us know if you've got anything specific that you want to ask us about this specific topic, obviously. Um, let us know where you are in the world. This is always the, the, the best part of this, where we can kind of see how much of a, of a global community this is nowadays and how people can access these resources from, from different parts of the world. Good. So while everyone is is coming in and Laura is saying hello, she's from Buenos Aires in in Argentina. Um, oh, this is very loud here on my <laughs> side. This is London, right? <laughs> it's always loud. Oh, <laughs> all the time. Um, so would you would you be able to to tell us just a little bit more about um, what you do? Why do you do it? Who do you do it for? That would be great. Sure. Uh, I've been a physical therapist for over 30 years. And over the last probably 15, 20 years, I've been integrating yoga with my physical therapy work because it's such a powerful tool to put the two together, the mind-body connection. And when I was looking at stretching, a lot of it is because I was curious. 
because so many of our clients um, come to us asking to, how do I stretch this? I feel tight. And traditionally we, we would do a lot of stretching as a treatment for people who have musculoskeletal issues in the past, but in the last few years, they've done a lot more research into what exactly is happening when we're doing that. And I'm super curious about it because as a yoga teacher as well, that's a lot of what we do is work on flexibility. So this um, recent course was more like me diving into figuring out what's going on in the research to support what we're doing as therapists and to see if we're doing the right thing at the right time and for the right reasons. So that's Mm. kind of why I am kind of into this stretching information right now, just to help clarify it for myself and for anyone else who has a lot of curiosity about that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, I think, uh, well, traditionally yoga has always been associated with stretching, right. And with increasing, um, flexibility, you know, that's why a lot of people want to, want to, want to do yoga in the first place, Mm -hmm. or that's what they have what they have been recommended. So in the UK, for example, um, the the GPs or the um, uh, the general practitioners, they, they um, tend to recommend yoga if they think someone is really stiff and needs more flexibility. And then they tend to recommend Pilates for those that need more core strength. So that's kind of the, the two categories, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> two things. Good. So I'm just going to acknowledge everyone who's who's here. So Candice is saying um, hello from Connecticut. We've got um, Nepal from India. Leah is from ah from Greece. Lovely Greek Ooh, island. Nice. <laughs> Lovely, nice. I would like to be there right now. <laughs> yeah, sounds lovely. Good. So why don't we kind of dive into the? Let's go into this 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 stretching part straight away so what what do you think is kind of the 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 main what do people understand of stretching and what what is it actually what what is actually happening in stretching yeah and that's the big question (laughs) and if we look at what is stretching we have to kind of define what's happening and if we want to be on the same page the definition i found was when we just take part of the body, material in the body, and we put it under tension, under tensile load, which means you're lengthening that area because you're extending or moving uh, extremity in a certain position that will create a change. Uh, What's happening is the big question because many of us perceive that, oh, I stretch and I feel like my muscles longer. So I've gotten more flexible, more length. When actuality, the muscle itself has not physically gotten longer. And the change that you feel from doing your stretching doesn't last that long in terms of any change in length or what we call viscosity, which we can explain Mm -hmm. a little bit. So why do we feel better after we stretch? Because I think most of us who um, like stretching anyway, feel better after we stretch. So that's why we want to do more of it. And then there's other people who hate stretching. Have you ever run into someone who's like, I hate yoga. I'm so tight. And they don't like that feeling. So why is that happening? What's in the body that's different from that person to a person who loves stretching and flexibility? Mm. So I think 
we just need to think about well, why are we doing it? What's happening? And then make sure what we're doing is efficient for us, worth our time, and also effective for us, you know, something that we actually need. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So let, let's kind of, let's go back to this, um, what you said about um, the, the muscle is, is getting longer, um, but it's not actually, mm, it's not actually a permanent thing, right? Do Perfect. you want to talk about this a little bit, a little mm -hmm. bit more? So we all have certain uh, capabilities in our body. Everybody's different. You, I'm sure you know people who are very loose, very open, very flexible, and then other people who aren't. And mm -hmm. that capacity is pretty much the same throughout our lifetime. And the less movement we do, the less feeling we have of being able to do that. For example, let's say if you've been sitting on the couch for a long time, or if you're older and get out of bed in the morning, you may feel stiff at first when you first yeah. get up. And that change is a change in your nervous system because you've been in one position for a long time and the muscles have been in more of a contract or shortened position. Mm -hmm. But when you get up and stretch, like, oh, get up in the morning and stretch, I feel so much better. I didn't gain anything that I didn't already have. So right. I already had that flexibility, but I felt tighter because I'd been in bed or sitting on the couch for a while and my body kind of got used to that. And then when I got up and tried to move maybe quickly without warming up, the body's like, whoa, what's going on? And it's sending signals. Wait, are you okay? Is this okay to do? And then the more you move, the body's like, oh, okay, you're just starting to move. I'm going to not try to protect you as much, not send you those signals that say, wait a minute, don't move quite so quickly. And those signals start to be dampened and the body feels like you can move more easily. But the actual capacity of your muscle to get to that certain length is not that different. It's just your feeling of how it is. Like your, your interoception is one of the words they use of how you interpret those feelings, those signals from your nervous system and that's um something i think that people have a hard time understanding because mm. they feel like oh i need to get more flexible uh no that's you know you may just need to move right <laughs> in those places that you don't usually move so that you can feel better when you do go to those places yeah so you know the if you're at a desk all day and then you say, okay, I'm going to go play tennis this afternoon. So I get ready to serve that ball. It's like, oh, I'm so tight. Well, maybe you're just feeling that way because you were in a shortened position all day. But you haven't, like if you do a little pec, few pec stretches and dynamic stretches mm -hmm. before you hit that tennis ball, it feels better. And then you're able to hit it without that resistance. But that mm. change in, in um sensation is what's happened you haven't actually taken that muscle and made it longer physically it was always that same length you always it's actually good news you always had that capacity yay mm. you're not trying to get something that's really hard to get yeah so it's almost more like uh resetting rather than changing right right so or it's like good it's good news i guess is what i want to get across mm. like people who say I'm so tight. I'll never feel good doing X. 
Well, that's probably not true. You may not be able to, let's say, if you're a yoga practitioner, <laughs> I'll never be able to get my foot behind my head. Uh, probably, maybe not. <laughs> but will you feel better when you're moving in that direction than you were before? And then when you get to that capacity that your body has, that's probably where you should stop, not try to force it into what we call the plastic range is where we go past our body's capacity and try to force change where we start damaging tissues and then we can't get it back to where it should be. We overstretch and create mm. permanent change that we don't want, which maybe make us too flexible. And a lot of times that will happen in your ligaments and tendons. And those are the things that are supposed to be more stabilizing versus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking of, of hamstrings um, because that's kind of the first thing. Well, the, or the thing that where most people immediately have a problem with that, right. That try to um, touch their toes and then, can't get anywhere and then get really annoyed usually mm -hmm. and how how come it um like if you if you do practice or if you if you kind of if you practice regularly i do feel that you can get better at these mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. but how does that work when the the muscles are not actually getting longer at all what's happening there <laughs> good question so again, it's a, we call it stretch tolerance and each person has their own stretch tolerance. And let's say if you're doing a yoga practice and you first start out with sun salutations, some practices start right away with sun salutations, which require a lot of forward folding and a lot of opening of the back of the body and the front of the body. At first, you're going to feel what we call I don't like to throw a lot of terms out, but I'm going to give you a description to help you understand. <laughs> so at first we feel what we call passive resistance torque, which is basically think about when you have a pair of jeans and you get them out of the dryer and you first put them on and they're pretty stiff and you try to sit down and you're like, oh, they're stiff. They're not stretching. But then after you've worn them an hour or two, all of a sudden they don't feel that stiff. And that's kind of what happens in our body. The genes mm. didn't change. <laughs> they were always the same genes. You didn't get a, a spandex or yeah, lycra genes instead or turn it into lycra. But the resistance changed. So think of it as as you're doing those sun salutations and the more you do, the better it feels. You're changing the resistance in the tissue versus the actual length. You always had the same capacity, but you're changing the nervous system's response. And many times the nervous system is there um, to protect us from injury or pain or discomfort. So mm -hmm. it's going to like give you little warning signals, which in us feels like tightness uh, to help us not go too quickly into a movement that might not be ready for. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, talking talking about these these sensations so especially um those with with scoliosis um you know they everyone kind of uh, has like this a very very typical sensation is around the convexity of the curvature um that people feel that tightness and that kind of 
the need to, or they, they feel like, oh, I really need to stretch it out. Um, what is, how, why, why, why do we think that? Why do we kind of, <laughs> yeah. why yeah, do we feel that, that stretching it is going to be the solution? Mm -hmm. And that's just such a great question and such a common curiosity. So what we have to look at is why does it feel tight? What's happening that makes it feel tight to us? And many times it's because those muscles are overworking to compensate yeah. for imbalances in the body. Same thing with the hamstrings. The hamstrings love to fire when your core is unstable, when you're unable to hold your posture. So when you're unable to maintain stability, in the spine with those with scoliosis or for people like with tight hamstrings, they have certain muscles that are overworking and the hamstrings will overwork commonly mm -hmm. as well as the hip flexors to stabilize the body. So as long as the body's trying to stabilize by holding on tension in the hamstrings, they're going to feel stiffer, tighter. And then as you develop more core engagement and over time, core stability and strength, those muscles don't have to hold as much tension to hold you up. <laughs> and so they relax, have less tension. And that's why you feel, oh, my hamstrings are more flexible now. Well, they, again, didn't change in length, which really, it's just semantics. It's really yeah. just, if you, I guess what I would like to get across is if you have tight hamstrings and just keep stretching them, stretching them, stretching them, or if you feel tightness in your back and just keep stretching it, stretching it, it's not going to change anything. They're going to continue yeah. to feel tight until you address the cause of the stiffness. Why is it stiff? If you can address yeah. the cause, then all of a sudden the flexibility work is going to pay off. Mm. Yes. And I sometimes see this with people, um, people who are very flexible and um, they love stretching, right? I mean, they, well, first of all, they're good at it, right? Mm -hmm. But they really love that stretching sensation. And I sometimes think, because I'm not a naturally flexible person, um, I kind of had to, <laughs> to help myself a little bit there. But, you know, in yoga classes, you see a lot of hypermobile, very flexible people. And they're stretching even further right and then they're then they're like i'm not feeling the stretch but i want to feel a stretch so it's almost like this obsession of of getting those those specific um sensations isn't it yeah and i think feelings when we feel after our yoga class we feel more flexible relaxed it feels good the body mm -hmm. is more calm those people who are already flexible have a, um, a, a higher tolerance to stretch. So their body doesn't kick in that warning as soon. And so they can go further within their capacity. And many times they have a lot more capacity because that's just how they are, they're born. That's, that's nothing they've achieved by doing a lot of stretching. Now I'm hypermobile. Um, not unless you've, overstretched and, and impacted the integrity of your joints, which we hope wouldn't happen. So mm -hmm. those people are like, I just want, I think I have to keep pushing past a certain point to continue to, it's almost like a drug, <laughs> feel that when actually yeah. 
you don't need to do that to feel relaxed and mm. feel the nice effects of a flexibility session. Yes. So it's maybe, maybe rethinking focus, some of the yeah more on breath. That's what's going to make you feel good is actually mm. your breath changing your autonomic nervous system response, which means your fight or flight or freeze get out of yeah. that state into calm, steady. That's mm. what makes you feel better. The stretching is really has nothing to do with it, really. <laughs> mm. Other than making yes, I mean easeful movement so you're like oh i feel like i move more easily yeah that's what mm. that's part of it but um yeah but I it's not because you've been in those deep stretches that you yeah. feel like that or a certain it's point fun. like you don't have to get to the extreme to get the benefit in fact mm. it's probably safer because <laughs> we don't want to demonize i don't like to demonize anything and say oh that's gonna hurt you don't ever do that but it's probably more prudent and safe to stay within the ranges of motion that are functional and useful in life and not push yeah. past a certain range that's not necessary and maybe will put you at risk to get into your ligaments and tendons. And those, yeah. if they're continually overstretched, will tend not to mm. rebound. <laughs> So if I if I understand this correctly, so those who are more flexible, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have longer muscles. They just tolerate the, the stretch better. They have less kind of sensations in that direction. Right. They it's actually happening. need to feel they need to be more aware and more tapped in to their body sensations. And a lot of times the way we help them with that is have them engage the muscle as they're stretching it. Uh, and that will give them more information so that they can feel when they're going too far. And mm. it's really important that they are creating more awareness versus mm. pushing to the point where the awareness is actually a warning sign. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the good so thing. Leah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to tap into one more little great fact which is like yeah. one of the best things i love to teach hypermobile people is when you go to those end ranges that you know um sometimes feed our ego especially in a yoga class look at me i can do this oh, you can't see yeah. my leg i can do this are you strong there mm. so if can you, you hold it, it there <laughs> exactly and if you can then awesome because that means you've developed strength within that range of motion that mm. you have and you can use it so you're yeah. strong and flexible yeah if, if they can't if you asked the easiest way to help them see that or help yourself see that if you're a person who has hypermobility is if you can't hold your body or get your body into that position on your own with the use of your muscles the muscular engagement mm. Um, then maybe you shouldn't go there until you've built the strength and continue to work on strengthening to get there. That's a great challenge instead yeah. of just going to an extreme, which really for yeah. you isn't too much of a challenge. Yeah. And I always think of uh, ballet dancers for this because um, they make it look so easy, right? All the, the movements that they do. But if you think about it, that 
requires a lot of strength right to to you know lift your lift your leg all the way up there and like hold it then doing those slow and grace graceful mm -hmm. movements Absolutely. Um, and they well, they obviously have that flexibility but they are also really really strong correct and you know you don't see a ballerina lifting their leg up and holding it with their hand <laughs> no exactly exactly or with the yoga strap right yeah. <laughs> they're lifting their head up or cranking their leg over their shoulder to get in the arm bound they're actually using their muscles to get to that position yes yeah exactly so leah leah had a few comments here so she she's saying she's naturally um very flexible so she's saying as a hyper flexible body i've been focusing on strengthening my core to support my s-curve in the last three and a half months as I'm new to yoga. Your advice is invaluable. Thank you so much. No, so, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think this, uh, and I, we are getting more and more of this, I think, in the, in the yoga community. Um, I see a lot more people kind of bringing in some of that strength, resistance, training, and, and, and things like that, and kind of realizing that uh, it's not, Sometimes, you know, we, we might think yoga can fix everything. Right. <laughs> we like to think this, right? <laughs> but, then, you know, there might, we might just have to rethink a few things and, um, you know, add something else um, to it as well. So Laura's saying, sometimes we get confused between being flexible and being strong. In fact, uh, in fact flexibility could be against strength many times. Yes, and I think it's it's uh, stability, right? That we're we're talking about here, really, isn't it? Yes, I have a word that I made up a few years ago, <laughs> and it's called mostility. So it's mobility with stability. Right. You know how they, make, they take celebrity couples and they put their names together. <laughs> so you Great. want mobility and stability, and that's mm -hmm. going to make you feel better and you're going to feel healthier and move more easily and achieve your performance goals if you have them when you have both those cons um, yes. going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, what I wanted to talk about as well is this, uh, so with, you know, with scoliosis and most people in this community, they're quite uh, savvy. They know, you know, what's going on. They've seen their x-ray and they have have that little bit of information about which is the convex side which is the concave side yes and then one question that always comes up is like which side should i be should i be stretching and then obviously from what we learned now is there any point in this because as we know the the muscles are not actually going to be permanently longer are they even if we do stretch one side more so i think it goes, it goes back to what we talked about earlier is um why does it feel that way hmm. so what can you do to address the reason that the muscle feels tight on one side and also you know creating the strength to hold a lengthened position i think um one of the poses you we do a lot for scoliosis is trikonasana or triangle. Mm -hmm. So, and you, I love your little shirt that has the uh, <laughs> spine on it because you yeah. can really see how a pose like triangle and you might want to demonstrate this if you want. 
I, I can, yes. I don't have my uh, my top with the spine on today, but I That's can okay. demonstrate. <laughs> but you can pretend like you have a, a, maybe a C curve in one direction. And um, yeah. why a pose like triangle would actually... So your shortened side would be towards the earth. So that... So, well, if we say, so I have a left lumbar curve, so my, this is my left side, so my curve goes to the left. So what happens if I go to the right? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I always get confused in scoliosis. <laughs> so if you're... So uh, here, yeah. here it would shorten, right? My already yes. shortened side, yes. it would yeah. shorten it. It now would shorten it a little bit yeah. even more, right? If I went... Yes. So if Over. you were practicing triangle, go back to the right though and think about, okay, in trikonasana, my right side wants to shorten more. How could we work on lengthening that side and at the same time strengthening it would be just to, to lengthen that side, right? Like you are now, yep. And maybe reach your arm out, your right arm out. So, and you reach it towards that opposite wall. So you're really yeah. lengthening that right side and making mm. it even because triangle, the whole point of triangle or this, there's all kinds of triangles for, let's say for this triangle is keeping your torso the same, no matter what your hips are doing. Yes. Yes. It's about, it's kind of a neutral spine, isn't yeah. it? And it's coming more from the, um, from the hips. Yeah. So you're yeah. hinging at your hips and then you're right now, what you're doing is you're actually lengthening the right side, which likes to be short because the spine is mm -hmm. curved. And you're strengthening at that range of motion. So you're teaching those muscles, hold here. Don't hold here where I'm curved, hold here. And at the same time, the left side is getting more neutral stretch to be where you want it to be. Yes. And this is actually, I uh, was, well, I was thinking when I was trying to hold it there, this is super challenging <laughs> for my left side, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because this used to kind of curve in that way. Now you got to, contract those muscles to neutralize yes, the curve to, to neutralize it yes exactly and then the other side ah it's like a <laughs> interesting <huh? laughs> this is nice <laughs> yeah yeah i don't have to work so hard here mm -hmm. um which is always why why i tell tell people because they they will always ask should i only be doing this on one side and i would say to that no, you can do it on both sides. You just do it differently, right? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. You, and like you said, this might be hard. It's probably going to be harder on that side that needs mm -hmm. it more. Just like we have one pose that we hate. That's the one we need the most. <laughs> so yes. building that capacity over time for sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um Good. So let me just go back to the to the chat before I ask my other questions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, there's nothing 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 new that was from Laura. The saying we sometimes get confused between flexibility and being strong. Um, so the the other thing I think that again, you know, it, it comes back to the same thing, but I think we cannot say it often enough. <laughs> is at some point in in uh in this community there was this thing about um lying on a foam roller right and stretching out the concave side now um 
and then asking, does that fix scoliosis? Mm. What, what, what kind of, what would be your, what would you, be your, your response to this? Is this a good idea to do? And maybe for what reasons should we be doing this? And is it going to lead to a straighter spine? I think in a combination. So just doing that would probably not be enough. Um, doing that will definitely make you help to release tension on that side and help you learn how to do release the tension. And it feels really, really good. So it's a great part of what you're doing. It's a great mm. addition. But just doing that, just stretching without addressing the cause, just like we said, why mm. is it tight, feeling tight? Um, is not going to be able to really be enough to change mm. it. Especially if the reason why we do it is that we think, well, the muscles are going to get longer than <laughs> on that side that is short. Well, that's not going to last, right, from, from what we know now. And I think you, you were in the course, you were pointing to some research, and I think the maximum was like an hour or something like that. Yes, that right? Not there's not a lot of research out there um, that will show that it lasts more than an hour at the most. Uh, we always have to take research with a grain of salt. They haven't done a lot of follow-ups on their stretch studies to find out. <laughs> they had one that looked at um, uh, holding stretches longer periods and it had a longer time that it was effective, but then they didn't look at them over time. So it'd be mm -hmm. really great to know like over time, what the results would be and How another change. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the research projects as well go to the individual subject stretch tolerance. So there's, it's very subjective. Mm. So there's like, okay, when, tell me when to stop the stretch. Well, each person is going to go to their own personal tolerance. So there's no, they're starting to look at other factors and put those into the research studies. So it can be more objective versus subjective because when yeah. it's subjective, it's not really research. <laughs> yes, yes, very difficult, very difficult. And mm -hmm. yeah, you can always, you can always prove something with a study, but then you can also prove the opposite. Really, you, um, you'll find the study right yeah. <laughs> that proves the opposite. For sure, unfortunately. For sure. Mm -hmm. Good. So Leah is saying thank you for uh, the triangle correction to the lumbar curve. So yeah, I think that's always. Um, yeah, and I think that always makes it quite visual. Obviously, when I when when I have this kind of spine yeah. on there, and it, it helps with a with a self practice sometimes just to kind of visualize what's what's happening because that's another problem with um, scoliosis: the proprioception is off. Right, mm -hmm. we don't really know where we are in in space really, and sometimes you just need someone else to look at it. Right, and yeah. Yeah, mirrors that. and that 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 shirt are great tools to use for sure. Mm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to um, shall we talk a little bit about the 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 different types of of stretching and maybe if there are um, better ways or kind of yeah, what what kind of other pros and cons? I know this is a big topic, but yeah. um, what do you I think? think well, yes, um, just I looked at the different types of stretching that are most commonly used and came up with six different types. 
And most of us are familiar with all these. We have the ballistic stretching, which they used to do back in the 60s and 50s, where, you know, you were getting ready to play a sport and you would do bouncing stretches. Or oh, we did this in the 80s. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> do you remember the um, um, the Kalanetics, um, uh, you know, videos and books? And I think it was all about, it was like everything came in a hundred and you were doing like this for a hundred times and then you do like this for a hundred times and then you go forward for a hundred times. Yeah. And that was kind of the very much bouncy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And bouncy in, in reality, you know, the research does not show that is not an effective way to stretch. However, the risk of injuring yourself when you're doing it that way is higher because you're not able to um, control how far you go because it's so mm -hmm. quick. You're using a lot of body weight, which maybe forces you past where you should go. So the risks are higher than the benefits. That's when I, when I look at anything, I'm like, what are the benefits? What are the risks? If the risks are higher than the benefits, why would I do that? Yeah. So, is there a different way to do it that doesn't have as high a risk? Yeah. So the next type of stretching a lot of us are familiar with is dynamic, which is now more common when you see athletes prepare for um, their activities. They're not doing a long pass of holds in their stretches as much as they're doing dynamic movements, big movements yeah. that mimic what they're getting ready to do. So what, what like a lunge, for example, mm -hmm. something like this? like repeated lunges, um, like let's say if we pick a sport, let's say you're a track athlete, yeah, you would do some leg yeah. lifts, maybe knee lifts, um, hmm. yeah, hip circles. But you see, it's, everybody's like, that's not stretching, that's moving, but it is stretching. Look what you're doing. <laughs> you're lengthening. When you lift your knee, you're lengthening the glutes and yes. get your body yes. ready. So that is a stretch just because you don't hold it and forever doesn't mean it's not stretching lengthening that area of the body um, mm. so that is what we do actually in yoga is we start our practices with slow vinyasas and in most styles some styles they don't but uh, I find that most styles of vinyasa yoga at least you're going to do slow repetitive movements that's what a sun salutation is with yeah. breath to prepare for those other poses later in the practice where you might be going deeper into a position and maybe holding in that position longer. Mm. So mm. yoga is a great example of dynamic controlled stretching. Yeah. So the third one is where you have active and passive stretching. Um, we call it static stretching. So that's when you go to a position and you stay there. Yes. So I think we have the example of the 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 leg stretch, for mm -hmm. example, isn't it? Yeah. So either with the belt or without the belt, isn't it? Yeah. So when you have the belt, you're passively stretching because you're holding your foot in that position or your leg in that position because you are mm -hmm. holding a belt around it. So your muscles are kind of not having to work a lot. I mean, maybe your hip flexor is working some to bring your leg up. But then once you're there, you can kind of hang out, which is yeah. a really nice way to stretch. It's a way to be able to be in the position longer. Um, certainly, you can get probably further in the stretch to expand your capacity more um, mm -hmm. within what your body is able to do. And then if you take the strap off, 
you'll all of a sudden feel your hip flexor working and you're going to get more activity around the muscles, around the hip. Mm. The hip yeah, side. so I feel my quads now a lot yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, so working. that would be your active stretch. And look at you. You have good strength <laughs> <laughs> to hold that position that you had. So it's a great test. Is Okay, I'm going to do a passive stretch to X position. Can I hold it there? And if you can, it's like, cool. That means I'm yeah. strong there. I am I'm good there. So that's a great thing to have. Yeah, I think it's it's the most obvious in the in the standing one, isn't it? Where we're yeah. again, I'm not the most flexible person in the world. But yeah, you can we can hold it there, but then happens what happens when we let go. Yeah. <laughs> this is how how high I can have it, right? I could not lift it higher than that. So that kind of makes it really obvious. Yeah, and that's the ballerina example. Look how strong mm. they are to be able mm. to do those type of positions. Yes, exactly. So we've um, got the ballistic, we've got the dynamic, the passive, and, and the active. And we have P and F, which is a fancy word called proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Okay. And it came from the physical therapy word world. And basically, it's using muscle energy to facilitate more relaxation. Uh, so uh, most of the time, we're either contracting the muscle for a few moments that we're stretching. So if it's your hamstring, you would try to bend your leg instead of straighten it without moving it. So maybe you could demonstrate that because it's hard to verbally describe. Yeah. Um, so like when you're stretching your hamstring, you would actually press your leg downward as you're pulling. So you press down. It's called an isometric yeah. contraction. So her yeah. hamstrings are contracting and the nervous system is sending a signal to the spinal cord to relax those hamstrings in a couple after a few breaths because it's getting these sensory signals into mm. the tendons. And so after so I'm she, pressing my my leg into my hand, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And then when you release that and all of a sudden the leg moves. <laughs> yeah. So the, the theory is that you're stimulating a reflex, the Golgi tendon organ reflex, which is a protective reflex that we have that goes to the spinal cord and it tells the body, hey, you got too much tension here. You need to relax before you hurt yourself. Mm. There is some controversy over if that's actually happening. Um, but we certainly see it happening. Something's happening where when we contract the muscle, it's shortening a little bit. And then when we relax it, it relaxes a little bit more. Hmm. So that, and, and I think you, this is often done by someone else, isn't it? That somebody it can, else would. It can be, but you can do it on yourself. I actually recommend we do it on ourselves because we're in control of how hmm. much resistance. When someone else is doing it to you, it's hard for you to really control how much resistance they're giving you and what if they give you yeah. too much and strain your muscle yeah <laughs> I had my I don't know if you if you saw it but I had my uh, my seven-year-old help me out with that one and I oh. said you know push my leg push my leg <laughs> and then and then and then let go and obviously you know he's you know he's seven obviously yeah. so he was like pushing it all the way I'm like no no too much right I know it's like wait stop yeah, so that, that can happen with anybody. <laughs> and then there's another um, 
theory that they use, which is called reciprocal inhibition, where you contract the muscle opposing the muscle that you're stretching. Because mm-hmm. um, if you think about it, if you're straightening your elbow, where's my elbow? Um, if, if I'm straightening my elbow, the uh, biceps is lengthening. The triceps has to relax for this to lengthen. If my tricep keeps contracting, it's not going to lengthen. So right. you need to. So what happens is this one is contracting and that allows this one to relax. So right. you might have said it backwards. Just like, so this one has to contract to extend for, the for elbow. To lengthen. Yeah. yeah, I said it backwards. So for this to um, lengthen, this one has to contract. And for mm-hmm. this to lengthen, this one has to contract. So if you put a little mm-hmm. tension around the opposing muscle, it sends a signal to the body, to the brain, actually through the spinal cord to relax the opposing muscle. So a good example is hamstring stretch. When you're in a seated position, we contract our quadriceps to help our hamstrings feel more release. That's when I okay. use it most often. So that's, that's when you're sitting in a, in a chair and... Or on the floor, uh, staff pose. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and so like you this, just, and I, I'm engaging. Yes. The As you stretch, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because you're contracting your quadriceps, it sends a signal to the spinal cord to relax your hamstrings, mm-hmm. so that you can go deeper because that relaxation response. Yeah. Okay. So what's this type of stretching? Reciprocal inhibition or PNF. PNF. Oh, that's still the PNF. Okay. So, yeah. And, you know, again, there's some controversy on exactly what's happening there and if that's actually happening. But um, in the past, that was used a lot and it's safe and effective and you can feel that relaxation happening. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So that was, have we got all the six now or was Um, that? We have. One more, which is the resistance stretching. Right. (laughs) And this one, uh, many times in some circles, they don't even call this stretching. Um, But it's the way that we build eccentric strength in the muscle, which is as the muscles lengthening, we're resisting that happening. And I'm grabbing my resistance band. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's (laughs) going to be useful. Yeah. (laughs) It might be a good demo, but like biceps again. Where's, I'm trying to get my camera here. Nope. I don't know why I can't get in front of the camera. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so resistance stretching. If I'm trying to stretch my biceps, as yeah. I stretch it, I'm actually pushing against my hand the whole time throughout the range of motion. Right. So the muscle is definitely lengthening. But yeah. at the same time, it feels resistance because I'm pushing up with this hand. Mm. So what's happening is, especially at this end range of motion, I'm getting stronger because I'm providing resistance. Mm. And um, the one way you can actually increase the physical length of your muscle is through eccentric training. Right. So So I was thinking of this one, Right where we're so you some you we we do this to uh, trapezius you know to contract those muscles but really what's also happening is you you're lengthening across the front of the chest right the yes. pectoral mm-hmm. muscles when mm-hmm. you're 
Would that be an example? Yes. <laughs> you because I'm pulling, so it's hard, mm -hmm. but I'm stretching at the same time. Right. I'm, I'm opening here. I'm lengthening. Well, that's a great the... example. Yeah. Yeah. A great example. And it's just a, a, it's a great way to stretch, to build strength and build awareness. That's a good technique to use with uh, our hypermobile mm -hmm. people. And um, it, if you have a reason, <laughs> I always like to emphasize to want a longer muscle and reasons would be, I'm a baseball player who has to really get his, shoulder super long to throw that ball and super strong he would train eccentrically in that range of motion because they actually do increase the number of sarcomeres which are the little cells in the muscle they increase the number when you do that hmm. you're not going to get that in a yoga class or <laughs> that has to be very specific sport specific intentional training so if right. you're going to do that for that reason, I would work with a personal trainer or a sports um, strength training specialist to do that so yeah. that you make sure you don't injure yourself. Because that would be, um, a, for that reason, something intense. But in a yoga class, what you can do is add some resistance as you're stretching for the reasons we talked about before to get stronger at those ranges of motion. Mm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm just thinking of, um, uh, Schross therapy, which is the, the scoliosis specific physiotherapy. And a lot of it is, uh, well, isometric, um, contractions or eccentric in that concave area where they, so they, they put you in a position where you're lengthening, but they also, where you're also activating the muscle. Yeah, and as you say, you know, that, that has to be really specific. Yes. Yes, and it's very effective, very effective. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Leah is saying, what about the stretch of being cross-legged and twisting right round to face behind you and doing same on the other side? Is there a, a correct way to support our particular curve type? So that that's a, a more complicated stretch, <laughs> right? I'm going to give that to you. <laughs> That's for the scoliosis specialist to answer. <laughs> so, I mean, there is a lot more, you know, there's a lot more happening, obviously, when we're, well, first of all, when the, when the, when the legs are crossed and then you're, so if we're thinking about it as a, in terms of stretching, right, I would always ask myself what's happening in this, in this shape, right, and what is being, being stretched and what is, you know, what, what might we have to consider. And this way, I feel like a nice opening across the front of the right chest. So I'm quite happy with this. Um, but then there might be other things going on right in the, you know, and scoliosis obviously comes with an inbuilt rotation as well, mm -hmm. which makes it super complicated. So what I always say is, Bring yourself out of your curve pattern first as much as you can, and then you go into the movement. That's, that's how I approach it. And you will probably see that you cannot go as far as you think. <laughs> because with the scoliosis rotation, like if I was, you know, if I wanted to, you know, I'm like an owl, I could probably turn around 
quite a lot. But if I'm actually thinking about, no, I need to bring my convex side in a little bit more, I need to lengthen here, mm -hmm. finding more length here, and then I turn, I cannot go very far. So that's, that's kind of, that's how I approach it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Of kind of coming, coming out of that habitual pattern first and then take it into movement. Yes. Good. Lovely. Um, anything, anything else? I think we've covered all the, we've got all the six stretches. Yes. yes. So, so we like the, um, the last one, right? The one with resistance. That's a good one and maybe one to, to think about. Uh, what about, what about yin yoga? Yes. Yeah, so yin yoga prolonged stretches that we do to help. Well, what's the purpose of yin yoga, right? <laughs> and, um, it has a lot of energetic benefits. And then also, if you've ever noticed, a lot of the yin poses are around the hips, low back area, where we have a ton of fascia, deep connective tissue, which takes longer to release. So in those areas, we hold the poses longer because it takes mm -hmm. longer to get to that point where those tissues start to release. And the key here is to put yourself in a position where you're feeling a load, which like I always think of frog pose in yin yoga. I don't know why there's so many other poses or a forward fold, but have That's yourself. That's because you don't like it, right? <laughs> no, I love it. I love oh, it. You love it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't like do it. it. <laughs> I don't like it if you don't have support. So just hanging yeah. out without some support for your body to fall into causes the potential for you to go past again your capacity into the mm. plastic area. So you should practice with props and to the point where you feel sensation of lengthening and stretching, stretching, but you're not feeling like sharp burning, stabbing sensations, which means your body's telling you you're going too far. And having a prop there is a perfect way to support. Yeah. And then sometimes if you're in the pose for a few minutes, you can take some of the prop away and go a little bit further that's called creep as the tissues start to let go that's the whole point of doing it is you're wanting the tissues to let go but you still yeah. have that support to stop you before you go into the danger yes. zone and that that's when i always think of well this is where the problem comes in isn't it because what if you don't feel that what if you don't have lots of sensations there and you you are hanging out in a danger zone all the time because you haven't got those so stretch. yeah and the question is yeah. why are you doing yin yoga so mm. i find yin yoga physical let's just think about the physical part because there's so many benefits to yin yoga energetically mentally so if your purpose in yin yoga is to get more flexible uh, and to get deeper into the connective tissue and release that then that's a great practice for you and you're the one that needs, that's going to help you get into those deep connective tissue binds. That's good. Uh, if you're already hypermobile, uh, if you're practicing in yoga, I would practice it to get the energetic benefits. I mean, that's why I would practice it if I were hypermobile and make sure 
even more so that I'm supported because I know my body can go and I won't know it until it's too late. So, you know, I'm already hypermobile. I don't really need yin yoga on the physical end to get more loose in my fascia. I don't really need that. I'm already mobile. But if mm. I love how I feel in yin, yin class, it helps tap into the meridians and a lot of healing energies. Definitely just make sure you use some props and don't let yourself go too deep because you don't really need to to get the benefits. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That that was amazing. I think that that gives us a lot to to think about and uh, just kind of a lot to to consider and maybe reconsidering what what we're doing already, right? And and how we're doing it and and maybe what we need a little bit um, more of. Um, anything anything else um, you want us you want us to know or anything any other tips that you can give us? I think just being practicing your awareness is a huge asset. Um, and just like when Christine was demonstrating the twist, it's all about awareness of where your body is and your energy is and your breath. The more you get good at that, the more effective everything's going to be. So that's really awareness is to me, the essence of yoga. And if we can get better at that, then everything else is going to follow that for sure. Yeah. Yes. Lovely. So Judy, sorry, Judy is, is asking a, a final thing. She's she's asking me, but I'm going to ask you, do you go to the gym and use weight um, stack machines or is yoga the only thing you do? Uh, this is, I am a big strength training proponent, big time. I strength train three times a week. Um, right. It's very interesting how strength training has made me feel less flexible Mm -hmm. because I had gotten hyper flexible in certain areas and strength training, concentric strength training actually decreases, not decreases your sarcomeres, but adds more sarcomeres, what they call in parallel. So it makes your muscles more stiff. Uh, so that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Flexibility is not a, what do we say? It's being flexible. It doesn't make you rich or smarter <laughs> It's not an attribute. It's not a virtue, right? Balance no. to me is a virtue. So strength yes. training, especially for women, um, I'm 60. As you get older, if you have any no women, way. <laughs> no. So if you have any women in your audience, once you turn 50 and your body starts like shifting where it likes to put body fat and you're like, what's going on? Uh, strength training for bone density and um, mm. helping your metabolism is a game changer. So I'm a big strength training proponent. Doing yoga was not enough, especially once I got into my late forties, fifties, yoga was not enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I, well, I, I turned 41 this year and, um, yeah, I, I had to add a lot more strengthening in, into my, into my practice because, yes. um, I was, I was feeling that I wasn't getting the support and it's those little niggles, right. Mm -hmm. That give you some signs if you listen to them. Right. And, and same thing as you, I, I kind of reduced my flexibility um, because I, I knew I kind of needed a little bit more, more support. And that was really a physiotherapy who was helping mm -hmm. me with that. Right. He, he said, you know, look, this is what's happening. Yes. And, you can do all your yoga and it's great, but make sure that you're already, that you're also strengthening um, around those areas as well. Yeah. And, you know, there's a point 
in your yoga practice, as much as you, you can only do so much with body weight, you'll get to the point where you need to have more than body weight exercises. And that's where going into the gym and actually lifting weights will be the next step after you get strong with body weight. Hmm. Brilliant. Well, I still, I still don't like going to the gym, so I'm going to have to, uh... <laughs> I've got weights at home, but that's, that's about it, it. I don't, you can get it done in 15 to 30 minutes. If you do it right, yeah. you can have a really good effective program, 30 minutes, 20 minutes in and out. Boom. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Good. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for your time. And um, there's thank yous coming in here as well. Judy is saying, um, you ladies look amazing. Oh, thank, oh, you. thank you. We appreciate y'all's interest and, and kudos we'll, we'll to take you for caring about your health to, to find out more. That's, that's great. That's the first step. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good. So um, where can, how can people connect with you? How, how can they find you, Chris? You can find me on uh, my website and, and at fityogatherapy.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm on uh, social media as Chris Cub, and I spell my name weird. You can see it on the screen. Yes, <laughs> Chris Cub, Fit Yoga Therapy. Um, and right now I, I used to do a lot of teaching of yoga teachers, and I do have an online program for yoga corrective exercise specialists. If, yes, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, and then now I'm at shifting my energy in person, in person energy to uh, holding yoga retreats. So if you're looking for a fun vacay, I'm holding one next spring in the Virgin Islands. So, um, Ooh, nice. Yeah. So it's for women 50 and older. I'm targeting women like me who who are kind of in this stage of life. But if you're one of those women, check it out. You might want to come check it out. Yeah. And come join us. <laughs> Sounds amazing. So I will, um, I think I did put the, the link in the description as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. Stay on a little bit, but I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. I thank you guys. So thank you guys for, for watching and I'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.